everyone. Welcome to another episode of Star Spangled Eurovision Quarantine Edition. I'm here with my lovely co-hosts, Alex and Bart. Hello. Hey, guys. Coming to you live with my new Corona cut. It's looking interesting. <laughs> looks great. <laughs> On Skype, it looks fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. We've all had some hair disasters. It's fine. Honestly, like, how I look on Skype is the only way that really matters these days. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, if we can fool our coworkers on Zoom, then we're, we're set, right? <laughs> anyway, well, thank you for joining us for another week. We have a very exciting episode for you today. We're actually going to be going over five songs, and those are the ones from Portugal, Bulgaria, Cyprus, Malta, and Azerbaijan. So very fun-filled week with some, I think, some strong opinions on some of these songs. So I'm looking mm -hmm. forward to hearing what you guys have to say on some of them, as if I don't already know. Uh, <laughs> um, before we start, uh, just a, another reminder that this is the last week you have to send us your top 10 for the Star Spangled Jury, if you want to be part of that. So you have until May 9th to send us your top 10, either by DM on Twitter, at SSE underscore pod, or by email at starspangledeurovision at gmail.com. You have no excuse. Yes, you have no excuse. We want all of you to be part of it, and because you guys are so amazing, and we trust your opinions, because if you listen to our podcast, you know, you probably have great taste. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. That yet only, to be only if you fully agree with us do you have good taste. Yeah, hopefully our opinions have, like, subtly influenced your music tastes, and you're not going to send in anything too embarrassing. Aren't we Eurovision influencers? Isn't that, like, our job to influence people's taste? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be on the San Marino jury next year. That is a, a big drink right there. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, let's get started and dive right in. We have a long episode, or not a long episode. We have a... A lot of songs to get through today. So a lot of heavy hitters. With, it's a good day. Yeah. Let's start with Portugal, who is sending Elisa with her song Medo de Sentir after she won Festival de Cansal. And let's take a listen and see what we think. <laughs> Que não tarda muito em partir. Oh, eu não era assim, mas agora tenho medo de sentir. Pergunta ao tempo, ele sabe tudo sobre mim. Pergunta ao tempo, ele sabe tudo sobre mim. So I feel like the last few years, like especially during and after Salvador Sobral and like maybe before, I'm not sure, but like I feel like Portugal has been like the slow TV equivalent of Eurovision. Like those things where it's just like, again, like it worked really well for them once. So like, I don't really want to slam them for it, but I feel like they always have like very pretty, like lo-fi, low-key like songs that like don't have much of a climax, like are a bit odd and like 
are objectively nice musically, but like you're not really like slamming repeat on it. Yeah. Last year accepted. <laughs> I mean, last year was just bizarre, but like I still wasn't pressing repeat on it. <laughs> no, last year I I did not like last year at all. <laughs> oh, I love last year, and oh, this no. is like so, uh, I've loved Portugal actually. I think the last three years, like Salvador on. And this this kind of hits this like similar notes. It's literally as much as I song, just slower. Yeah, I was gonna say like it's it's very like Ojardim, but it's yeah. I don't like I don't know if I like it as much. Um, that said, like Ojardim is not one that I particularly like live. And the more I sort of listen to it, like on Spotify and my headphones or something, the more I really grew to love it. So I think this kind of has that potential where it's like kind of a grower on me in like this, like on the studio version and like a certain, again, a certain mood, but not really like, you know, the Eurovision mood. Mm-hmm. That said, I do appreciate that Portugal kind of does their own thing every year. They kind of like, they, they walk their own path and I'm, I'm kind of into it. Okay, so here's, here's, I'm just going to be 100% honest with you guys. When I have trouble sleeping later, I'll put this song on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> because it is truly just, I mean, it just, it repeats the chorus a couple too many times. It doesn't have a lot of, like, fluctuation in voice or excitement, and it's just a little, meh, like, I thought that, and I get that they're going for a particular style, but I feel like the other years it just worked out a lot better, and this time it just didn't. It just didn't hit the mark, which is fine. Like you tried, you failed this time. You won one year. You didn't do great the other year. You did fine. Like we good. <laughs> but I, yeah, no, this song is not it for me. Yeah, I'm always just afraid to be like, I don't like Portugal since boring. That's what I said about. 2017 Salvador and then like it blew up in my face but I do just feel like I don't find it boring even though it won they are really kind of going for I will say they're going for that kind of like intimate vibe that somehow worked really really well with Salvador and I'm like looking at this year like this song and Ojardim like didn't really hit it as well and if there is going to be an intimate song that like makes waves this year it would be like Netherlands definitely which we all loved or Bulgaria, which we'll be talking about shortly. I yeah. feel like they kind of hit that more modern, intimate vibe better than this does. Yeah, I agree. This I is definitely that. like got coffee house vibes, but yeah, it doesn't it doesn't hit the same way I think as the other ones did for me, and so definitely kind of I like a, a middling that, Portuguese entry. Eurovision reminds me of how beautiful Portuguese is, though. So listen. Yes. Like it's just it's such a smooth language, and I love and the, it. And the Portuguese people, to be fair. Oh my god, I love the Portuguese people. Can we please go back? Cause I need to need to hit that. <laughs> do, you, do you have saudades for the Portuguese? <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> kind of, yeah. All right, let's move on to our next song, which is coming from Bulgaria, who internally selected Victoria with her song Tears Getting Sober. So let's see what we think. But my tears are getting sober now, and I've been hit before, so wait that I'm holding on my shoulders. I'm gonna let it go. This is my first time trying Look how the tables 
like it's not it's not it's decent like it reminds me a lot about Billie Eilish uh so Max and I were kind of saying it's like Billie Eilish without the magic that makes Billie Eilish (laughs) and I think that they were kind of also going for that clearly with the way that she sings the song and the way that she kind of dresses and moves um to the rhythm and in the music video at least I think that it's kind of like less boring than what we just heard but I I don't know. This isn't one of my top favorites, but I just think it's because there are some songs this year that are truly great. So yeah, this is a little bit, this is a little bit different, but definitely not in my top. Like it's not getting points on my system, I think. Yeah, I think I agree with you for the most part. Like I do like this song quite a bit. Um, and I am a, I'm a pretty big Billie Eilish fan too. So like it hits all those notes. For me. I think it, it definitely hits all those notes that like Portugal didn't for me, right? It's got, it's like a very sweet ballad. It's uh, it's got a lot of emotion behind it. Um, I like her voice. It's very pretty. Um, and it definitely it her voice is different than Billy's. So that kind of sets it apart a little bit, even though the song is very, very Billy Eilish. That is I think true. it's I think it's nice. It's a well-written song. Um, as far as sort of ballads go, I do really like it from this year's sort of selection of ballads. Um, I'd say it's up there. I know this is like a favorite or um or was pretty high up in the odds before the whole thing got canceled. And I don't know if I would rate it that high, and I don't think it's in my top 10, but it's a very valiant comeback from for Bulgaria, um, who, as you guys, I'm sure, know, sat out, the, sat out last year because of financial difficulties. But they were on a pretty upward trajectory as far as, like, really good quality songs. And this, I think, is in that vein, where it's just, like, a very well-written, very well-produced song. So... You know, kudos to Bulgaria for sending something like this. And it's also, it stands out from the rest of this year's songs. So I think it has that going for it as well. Yeah, I feel like I'm about to say the same exact thing as you guys did, but like a bit more nitpicky and more hot takey. Because like, I don't really (laughs) want to give them as kudos because it's literally just like a Bulgarian Billie Eilish ripoff. And I'm not like the biggest Billie Eilish fan in the world, but like I do think she is a, like a great artist. There's something very unique about her. And I feel like that uniqueness just gets like the whole point of Billie Eilish is that she's not copying anyone else and it's her own thing. So when you like cut and paste her into a Eurovision song, like it loses all of that magic. I do. I'm really torn and I wish we could see this live. I think it was like kind of too high in the odds personally. Um, so I just think people are like, oh, a Billie Eilish ripoff. Young people love Billie Eilish. It's going to win. But I mean, like, so much of Billie Eilish's music and the music like this is in the production. And, like, one of the incredible things about Billie Eilish is, that, like, at the Oscars and elsewhere, like, she can take that production and also do it live, which would be a huge feat. Um, like, I think, like, financially, like, investment-wise and just artist-wise that I think would be either, like, a big, like, windfall for Bulgaria or could have, like, super fallen flat, and then it would just be, like, a Billie Eilish ripoff. But, yeah, I feel like the thing that sums it up for me with this song is, like, I listened to it, and I was like, that's fine. Like, it copied Billie Eilish. It's a nice enough song. And I think I originally had it in my top ten, like, originating it. But as I kind of grew to like other songs more that I just thought were better, I kind of kept moving this one down. And I realized that the only reason why I had it high to begin with was because I was, like, oh, other people like it, it's Billie Eilish-like, it's trending, like, that seems good. And then over time, it just hasn't really grown on me the same way. Also, the last 10 seconds are really weirdly cartoony, and I hate it, and it takes me out of the whole song. (laughs) No, like, honestly, that's the same thing that happened to me. Like, 
I would listen to more songs and it would slip farther and farther down the ranks. And then I'm like, oh, okay, you didn't, you're not getting points. And it's not because it's a bad song. Like I am like, along with Max, like a very big, like I love Billie Eilish. So I definitely like this kind of music and it, it's not that it's just, it doesn't have the same kind of magic. I think that if the music behind the voice was a little more unique too, it would have definitely lent itself to like more for like more interest from me, because as you were saying, like, I think when we say production, it's not just production in terms of set and presentation. It's also production in terms of how you make the music in the background, right? Like she is very known for making unique sounds from unique instruments. And that's kind of things that if I had heard Something that was a little more like, oh, eye-catching or like, sorry, ear-catching about the song that wasn't just the voice, then I think I would have probably appreciated it a little bit more. Yeah, I, I definitely see that. Um, I do want to give kudos because normally Eurovision takes like five years to copy a successful artist and this year they did it in like one. So, you know, <laughs> we're like finally catching up. <laughs> Good for them. Uh, yes. But like, don't skip over my favorite era, guys. Like... <laughs> They did do better than Ireland. Like, they didn't look back to 2012. They looked to, like, 2020. So we'll give them that. <laughs> I love 2012. Ireland just did 2012 wrong. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, let's move on to our third song for today. We're going to be talking about Cypress's song. Cypress is sending Sandro, who they also internally selected, with his song, Running. Let's take a listen. Fuego 3.0. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, <laughs> definitely not anything like Fuego. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I'm apparently in the minority on this one, but this is actually like a top 10 song for me. I'm really into this song. Like, I guess maybe we just don't get enough house at Eurovision, but I'm into that. Um, I guess also he's hot. So that points from me because I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and I don't know, like, I, I actually legitimately enjoy this song. I think it's got, it's got, actually got pretty good lyrics. It's a bop, like, it's not like, it, it isn't like a Fuego or, um, like a Tomta, like, dancey number, but it is, I think, pretty good, uh, just overall, like, a club track. So, I don't know, just overall, 
I'm into it. Like I have, I have nothing bad to say about this and I just, I really enjoy it. So the way that I describe this song is, you know, growing up in Denmark and just really wanting some pop music that like came from my country. Um, you kind of go with the lowest common denominator. You're like, this is the most amazing shit I've ever listened to. Well, deep down, you're like, okay, like, I know this isn't very good compared to any other standard. And that's kind of how I feel about this song. So um, uh, it's not in my top 10. And that is because, once again, this is kind of going off what I said last time. There's a lot of great music that came out this year. And this one just does not make the cut. But by no means do I feel like it's, like, the worst one. In fact, if it were another year that performed a little less, then I'd probably give it a couple more points. But it's not making it for me. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is one of those other ones that's just, like, I feel like I wish I could like it more, but something about it just doesn't click for me. Like, generally, I kind of like, like, the pop with, like, the house influence and, like, it does have kind of a cool beat, but I don't know. I feel like it's almost just hard for me because Cypress really served for like two years in a row and it was like, it's going to fall at some point, but I don't know when. And I think they didn't like, they didn't like totally crash and burn every, or anything, but it was like, just like a little bit of a letdown from like the amazing duo of Eleni and then Tomta that like, I don't know. I just feel a little sad. It's not the same. You know what this you know what this does remind me of? Kind of of their 2017 entry, Gravity, if you guys remember that one. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's definitely, it's a better song, but it, he, they kind of look the same, and I imagine the staging would have been <laughs> very similar. Uh, so I think that's the kind of Cypriot group I'm going to I'm gonna put it with. Um, obviously, Eleni and, and Tamta are, like, way up there, and then this is kind of like, Cypriot bop that like I I love but you know it's it's not like that high in my top 10 but I think I just I think I might just stand Cyprus and like you said I just like want it to do well so I'm making it do well in my head I don't know I'm I like it but maybe I like it too much I don't know I don't know (laughs) (laughs) it's okay to not know this is just me trying to be like yeah he's just really hot <laughs> <laughs> although honestly i wish he'd shave his beard it's not working for him you can stand him just because you think it's hot he's hot max that's really okay is that okay i, I feel yeah. like I, I need to be above this <laughs> it's only tradition yeah this is an open space and we can like hot people here fine <laughs> although we did not give we did not give tom and uku points for being hot okay so the reason why we didn't give him points is because his song was so far in the negative that it like it didn't matter how many hotness points we gave him, he w- he wasn't coming out of that hole. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say if Tom sang "Running," I'd probably give it like eight points. <laughs> <laughs> Just be honest. Cool. Thank you for making me feel like less like a piece of shit. <laughs> Any last words on Cypress? No. Okay. Let's move on. And Bart, I'm just I'm gonna let you introduce this one. Oh, gladly. Next we have Malta, our perennial favorite country from this podcast. We kind of passed them around as a stan. Um, but it was my year, and this year they have sent Destiny um with the song All of My Love. So let's take a listen. I know your words are- 
sum up this song for me is like take all you dear listeners on like a little journey through the experience of I think the typical Eurovision fan which is every year we go through like the first like 20 to 25 maybe 30 songs and you're like there's some you kind of like but it's a lot of like pretty bad pop and like ethnic ballads and you're just like oh like another year like we don't have a fuego this year. Like this year is going to suck. Like 2020 is the year Eurovision got boring. Like what is happening? And then like, you know, you listen to Iceland, like it's nice, but it's a little too cutesy. And like, you know, it becomes the favorite, but you don't love it too much. You listen to Germany and it's really sleek, but you know, it doesn't quite like grab you by the heartstrings quite as much. And then finally that song comes along that just like makes the whole year worth it. And that for me this year was Malta. We had been joking before, as we joke every year, that one person on the team, on the podcast, like, always loves Malta, and it was supposed to be my year this year, and Max texted us and was like, Bart, like, you picked a good year, so I immediately, like, go to the music video that had just been released, Um, and if you haven't watched the music video, it starts with this, like, very long, dramatic 40-second intro that's, like, fulfill your destiny and I was watching it and I was just like oh god like this shit is either going to be like so melodramatic and horrible or it is going to be like the number one banger of the year and luckily for me it was the latter as soon as that kind of like gospel organy note kicks in on the beat on the intro I was like automatically sold it only gets better from there it has a very like Emily Sunday rudimental vibe it just like checks all those boxes but I mean Beyond anything else, Destiny's voice is incredible. She, if you don't know, she won Junior Eurovision in 2015 with the song Not My Soul. You can see her as like an adorable teen bopping around. Her voice is incredible then. It's even better now. And I just think it's like one of the biggest tragedies that we're not going to get to see this on the Eurovision stage. Um, Malta has been willing to like pour money into their performances that maybe weren't always so great. Looking at Taboo, Alex's favorite. Um, and it seems like this was really kind of like the culmination of that. Like this song, like her voice, um, this like vibe with like the right kind of staging and that same kind of like real drama and passion and power to it. I mean, I think would have been absolutely incredible. And I still will stand by my words from the first episode that I'm not sure if this would have won, but this is like hands down my favorite song of the year. I just almost cannot say enough good things about it. And it finally came on Spotify this week. So now I can truly just listen on repeat. And get I find it cute and endearing, but then you shit on Taboo for no reason, Bart, no reason. 
<laughs> no, I do really love this song. It's super catchy. It's beautiful. Like, she's great. It just, it puts you in a really good mood. And I agree with everything you said. I, I don't have... I don't have the language that you have, so I'm just going to leave it at that. But it's beautiful. I fully agree. But, I mean, I will first say that, like, Taboo deserves all of the criticism that we gave it. I'm not going to lie. That shit sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And thank y'all for not coming for Chameleon, which is such a bop. But, uh, no, this is so good. And, like, I'm kind of jealous that this is Bart's year to stand Malta because, like, this this is my favorite Maltese entry of all time. Like it is so excellent. Just very good songwriting overall, but Destiny herself is such a presence. Her voice is incredible. Um like I'm I'm also just like obviously very into this like gospel pop, you know, genre. Just I don't know, everything here works for me and like easily like if not my favorite song this year, like top 3. Like no question about it. Like it just you know, the question is, like, where in the top three does it come? But Malta, just a fantastic fucking job. I really, really hope you send Destiny again. Because, I mean, she deserves it. She's such a star. Kind of like we were talking about when with uh, Eden in Israel. Like, she is a star. She's going to do great things. Like, you'd be stupid not to send her again. So, you know, Destiny, amazing job. And also, like, once again, like, Destiny, this is on you i just feel like i'm being personally attacked you know like (laughs) during this during this review and it's really not fair it's it's a bit of a hate crime um (laughs) taboo was fine guys but no it is a very good song it's nothing but all of our love for you alex if not for taboo but no, I mean, the only crazy thing about this song that I feel like I have to end on is, like, she only would have elevated this live. Like, having seen her sing live and knowing her voice, like, this is one of those things, like, it only would have gotten better, which is crazy. So, yeah, thank you, Malta, for, like, always, sometimes you lost some battles, but, like, you stuck with it, and you really just, you hit all, you hit every single box this year. Yeah, that's very true. I think, like, in, in a lot of, like, the um, sort of, jury competitions that have been happening so far like Malta's done pretty well but never like the top but I think live this would have fucking slapped like she would have killed it and uh, I'm, I'm really sad we don't get to see it I feel like she should give us a live performance I I also agree <laughs> Destiny if you are listening your vision home concerts or just like record yourself doing it I don't care like put this out there you're so good <laughs> I mean, in my mind, I'm staging, like, what I want it to be. And there's a lot of rain and, like, billowy outfits. And, like, in my mind, your performance is beautiful, Destiny. So if you ever want to share your vision, I'm more than happy to compare notes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Now that we've gushed over Malta, let's go to our last country for today. And my... Oh, yeah, no spoilers. But... We're talking about Azerbaijan, who's sent, who's sending uh, Effendi, also internally selected, with her song Cleopatra. Let's take a listen. Cleopatra at Mark Antony, you know who I mean, not the Latin king. He walked from Rome, lived long ago, at the Caesar died, please, Jigalo. A goddess, a temptress, the way he left her, it was shameless.
throw the kitchen sink at a Eurovision performance and have like production value way beyond anything else anyone else has. And like, I think that that, that last climax of the song, like with that huge budget would have been like incredible to see live. Yeah. I think if there's a song that I'm just like truly, truly depressed, I never get to see on the Eurovision stage. It's this one because you know, they would have had a fucking like big ass throne. There would have been some like flying fire bird shit, like, who fucking knows? It would have been so bonkers, cuckoo bananas. Like, it would have been so good. And I'm just, I'm really, really sad that we don't get to see that this year. And I just really, really pray that Effendi comes back next year with something, like, very similar. Because it's just, uh, mm. Mm. I'm pretty sure that during the live performance, they were going to like resurrect Cleopatra on stage. Like, she'd <laughs> be back. That's what the chants are for. They're there to bring back the dead, aka our beautiful. Honestly, queen. it sounds like are it. You saying like that this chant only works in the Netherlands, though, because that's a little weird. <laughs> no, Cleopatra is gonna like roll from her tomb, like underground to Rotterdam. I just explode from this stage as a mummy but fully farmed as a human i don't know but azerbaijan would have done it they have the money so no that is true that chant would have either brought cleopatra back to life or that chant caused coronavirus so like <laughs> <not reported. laughs> also alex to your point about the like this in the club like i think you know, two years ago, I said when we listened to Fuego that, like, this is a song I just want to, like, make out with a stranger to on the dance floor. This is a song where I would be up on the fucking bar dancing and just, like, throwing alcohol at everybody. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for that. No, on a, no, honestly, and it would have just been, like, amazing had this been, like, one of the last songs to perform, you know, to, like, round it off for people to just kind of, like, be on a euphoric drug of their choice, like, even if it's nature's drug, to just bop around and, like, have the time of their lives. I'm all here. I'm here for it. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, so much for listening. We have one more episode of Song Reviews coming for you. And then after that, we'll have our very, very special debrief episode with some cool surprises for you, where we'll be going over all the fun things that have happened during Eurovision week. So stay tuned for that. That'll be super cool. And one last reminder that you have one more week to submit your top 10 to our Star Spangled Jury. Just DM us on Twitter at SSC underscore pod or send us an email starspangledeurovision at gmail.com with your top 10. That's all you have to do. Anyone can participate from any country. It does not matter where you're from. All we want to know is your top 10. Uh, and then we will reveal those results on the debrief episode as well. Don't so discriminate by country. We only discriminate by taste. <laughs> <laughs> I personally cannot be held responsible for what Alex and Bart do with your submissions, but I will try to keep them safe and accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like after this episode, people know how to make sure that their votes get counted. <laughs> They're just going to go to Max. They're like, Max, I feel like someone fucked with the numbers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've already got some really interesting results in, and um, they are all going to be counted. I, I do promise. I personally am very pro-democracy. I don't know about these two folks over here. Uh, but, yeah. So... Send us those by May 9th. That is the last day we're accepting submissions. 
and we look forward to having you be part of it. And thank, thank you so much to everyone who's already sent us your top tens. Um, on that note, you can follow us on all social media platforms uh, on Twitter at SSC underscore pod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Star Spangled Eurovision, on Instagram at Star Spangled Eurovision. Send us an email with just your thoughts along with your top 10 to Star Spangled Eurovision at gmail.com. You know, we love to hear what you guys think. Do you agree with us? Do you not agree with us? Reach out. We want to hear. We love engaging with you guys. Uh, we'll be live tweeting Eurovision again every Saturday as long as that goes on. We'll be live tweeting probably all the Eurovision stuff during Eurovision week. So, you know, stay tuned and engage with us. Max, I don't think you get to say that you're pro-democracy if Azerbaijan is your favorite country. But yes, thank you to all the listeners who listen to us gush about our favorite pop. <laughs> Wait till we talk about <laughs> Russia. <laughs> I mean, we would be here without you. Like, we'd probably just be talking amongst ourselves. Like, I'd be lying if I said that you're the reason why we're here. But, like, we enjoy having you around. <laughs> I hope you all feel very appreciated. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.